What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to URLK. Excuse me. Welcome to URLK with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara and Brian's on the other end of the line here. He is um, going to come in in a moment. In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amidst the sparks of the flame, I beheld only God. Namaste. Thank you for joining us. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Mara. <laughs> good morning, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Mara? You know, I'm doing very well. I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm wonderful. I really am. Uh, it's um, been a very interesting week, and um, it always is as you build on deciding who you are and who you are not. You know, uh, I think that's probably one of the things I like the most about Neil Donald Walsh's uh, books is the idea that each minute you you can decide who you are, and the reminder of that, the recognition of that that um, it suddenly made uh, the whole idea that the beauty of the grass is is the stage of growth that the grass is in. It's not, gee, I miss the fact that it's not green anymore, but instead, because it's no longer green, I will treasure it when it's green more. So uh, it's been good. It's been a good week for me and you. Yes, yes. Just settling into my new schedule with my radio program, and I start my new class for teaching a course of miracles at a local church of religious science here in my area. And so, and then on Tuesday, actually, I start a new show um, with another friend of mine. We're going to be doing a co-hosting a show together. And so, I've just got a whole lot of projects coming to fruition that are requiring my time, and I enjoy each and every one of them but it's just getting used to them and settling into them. Wonderful. Well, tell us, I guess, I mean, I really have two questions. Uh, why don't you tell us about your new show on Tuesday, We'll Go Backwards. Uh, 
So tell us what the name of the new show is, and I I think we can all guess what the topic is, but why don't you tell us? <laughs> well, it's going to be um, at the show. Jeez, uh, the name of it is escaping me right now. Okay. It's going to be on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And, yeah, it's... Hmm. Forget the talk. I can't bl- stuff yeah, I can't believe it's giving, it's giving my mind right now. But we're just going to be talking about... We're just going to be going with the flow. So it's, it's like going with the flow of God or something to that extent mm-hmm. is the name of the show. And we're just going to come on and talk about whatever is basically like what we do with this show, whatever is um, being the experience of our moment at that moment and taking some time to reflect upon it and share from our experiences and what it is that we've learned and what it is that we're observing and just bounce ideas off of one another and expand upon them and go with the flow. And tell us your friend's name. Barbara Reynolds. Okay, and does Barbara have a site that maybe uh, people could go to to uh, to connect with her as friends? Yes, here on Blog Talk Radio, her site is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Barbara11121. Okay, Barbara11121. Tuesday, uh, did I hear you say 7 o'clock? Tuesday evening? Uh, well, 2, two, two p.m. Pacific okay. time. 2 o'clock, excuse me. I, my phone kind of cut out at that point. So 2 o'clock on Tuesday. For those of you who are home at that time, please, you should listen. Uh, being around Brian is always going to be a wonderful experience. Uh, for those of you who can't be there at 2 o'clock, come in. You can check in by going in and listening on the archives. And for any of you who are new listeners, that's part of the way these shows take on an energy and they grow. And there's always room left at the table for one more listener because of the fact that you can check out any show you want on any topic in the archives. And uh, my archives are going to come up on being nearly two years old. And during that time, there haven't been too many missed shows. Uh, But that does give me an opportunity to state that we are going to have two shows that we will not be doing. The the first two shows in October will not go forward uh, because I'm going to be on the Mediterranean with my daughters. Um, And so we won't have two shows, the first two in October. And then we will be back stronger and more in touch than ever. So uh, we certainly uh, want to give you forewarning. Now the other question I had, Brian, is in case we have any um, listeners who are in the Southland, and by that I do not mean South Los Angeles, okay? I grew up in that South Los Angeles kind of area, Whittier. I'm not referring to that Southland. I'm referring to Southland south of that, (laughs) You know, um, do you have to be a member of the Christ Science Church to uh, come to your uh, training program? No. Okay. Anybody's and, welcome. Uh, yeah. So, folks, uh, Brian has a site here. Uh, now, see, there I go. Love without expectation. I believe it's called. Um, it. Uh, I think you get to it by going to Block Talk Radio Nara N A R A Narayana. Is that correct? They would actually go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash radiate love. 
Radiate Love. That's right, Radiate Love. So go to Radiate Love if you're interested in learning about the class that he's teaching and you happen to live in the area. Specifically, what community is the uh, lesson in, Brian? Uh, California. Say it, say it again. Fontana. Oh, Fontana. I thought you said Fontana. You know, Fontana for me, I always think of aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> Why? When I was a young kid, I went by Fontana, and the, you know the Reynolds company was there. And from that point on, Fontana and aluminum have become synonymous for me. And uh, anyway, we're not. Uh, oops, we've just lost Brian, uh, which may well be because he's traveling and uh, you having to use his cell phone as he's traveling to um, to church and to the. Uh, to the church where he's doing the training. So if any of you are interested in doing a course in the mir- in course in miracles, I believe it's called. Um, there he is again. Please. Uh, and you need Laura? to know more information. Yes. Hello. We lost you there. Um, if you need to, to know more information, you should go over to uh, Radiate Love. Send Brian a message, and I'm sure he'll give you all the information you need. So A Course in Miracles is possible. Another radio program is possible. And on top of that, Brian is certainly a man who's working uh, to help spread the word. And in doing that, he has a morning meditation at 7 o'clock. I have this program, and then I have a 6 o'clock Friday morning meditation. And it is that Friday morning meditation that um, caused me to come to this topic today is loving our enemies asking too much. This last Friday, uh, we did have a meditation dealing with how do we deal with enemies. And it's so interesting to me that I realize that our enemies are chaos, like dealing with bad moments, dealing with everything else. You know, it's kind of like what lesson is there in this for me and then reaching for our highest self. Now, the thing is, most of us, you know, we do that, you know, even the best, even the best, you know, even Jesus. Let's use Jesus, folks, for those of you who are Christians out there. Let's use Jesus. I think I'm everything. I truly have have studied everything, and I have been very active in the Christian church in the past. And do you really think, looking back over his shoulder, over his shoulder, this man who was coming to remind us that we should treat everyone in love. Remember the two most important commandments, my friends. And I think they're the two most important commandments for people who are Jewish, and I think they're the two most important commandments for people who are are Islamic. Um, I think they're the two most important commandments for just about every faith-based concept there is, and also for non-faith-based, like Buddhism. Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. And love others as you love yourself. Before I came in here this morning to to do this, I was listening to the Dalai Lama talk about the way to end violence is just infinite altruism. Love others as you love yourself. Now, going back to what I was saying, the man who came to tell us that, a man who single-handedly has sent forth a message that, that causes people to realize there is hope, and helps people remember that we are going home to God. 
Do you think when he looked back at the end of the day after being at the temple and throwing over the money changers' um, tables that he didn't think, I think I could have done that a little differently? Of course he did. He was a human and he was here to tell us that every time we lose touch with love, every time, there was probably a different way, a more loving way, a more God-filled way to do it. And the reason I'm certain of that sitting here today is because he is the one who told us to love our enemies. He made it very clear that it's really easy to love the people you love, that you know, that you're comfortable with, that are like you. That is not the most challenging thing that you can do that can give you vibrancy in your life. It is loving your enemies, looking for the loving way to deal with things. And so every day, that's what I'm growing in. And this has been a good week for that. Brian, I'll let you talk for a second. I think I got a lot involved in a monologue there. That was um, said well. You know, the it's one aspect of love is it's all-encompassing because God is love and God is all-encompassing. And if we simply love those things and those people in our experience that are easy to love, there's no challenge there, if you will, like you mentioned. But it's in the process of loving those which we call unlovable that we must expand our horizons, if you will, and expand uh, encompass of what it is that we spread our love to. And in doing that, we grow. And so it is so important to love those that we call unlovable because what we're doing in that instance is holding ourselves back from the all-encompassing aspect that love is. And therefore, we're not really, truly experiencing love for all that it has to offer because love does not hold back anyone from its experience. And it truly, truly wishes to embrace and support everyone, and especially those who are not experiencing themselves in a loving manner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it's, and, it's, and, it, and we're provided opportunities. We really, really are provided opportunities. And as I was... Um, I, I listen, I guess I could be considered certifiable if, if I said this too often, but it's not that I have voices in my head, but I get messages in my head. I think Brian gets messages in his head, and, and he shares those with people. And I get messages in my head too. And when I was looking for the little blurb to talk about, you know, the description about today's program, and it it was so amazing because I thought back when as they were starting to share with me what they felt would be a good concept for us to talk about today. Once again, that word came up, judgment. I just thought, I said, my gosh, guys, all we need are, I call them guys, all we need are judgment and acceptance. Brian and I don't need to be here. We'll just give a tape and we'll just run it over and over. Judgment and acceptance, judgment and acceptance. <laughs> 
we could do something else, you know. And Brian clearly has his schedule so full, not doing a Sunday would probably work out for him. But that's because we went down to it. Hidden judgments embedded in our thinking that are roadblocks to peace. The drive for perfection and possession create chaos and impair our ability to see the perfect now. It's like those blades of grass, my friend. When the grass turns brown, it is beautiful because it reminds us how beautiful the grass will be when it's green. It's the contrasting. If we didn't have something that was without, we wouldn't know what with was. But because we enjoy being with things so much, and there are so many who are without, we began as a species thousands, probably millions of years ago, to develop a way of thinking that is not genetic, it is learned. That if, that it is better to have than to not have. Therefore, you want to keep having and have as much as you can so that you, you are never in a position where you don't have. Therefore, in order to not ever be without because you're, you start judging those who are without. And that then proves to be the justification for your keeping what you have. One more time. Having is so nice that we never really evaluated whether it was possible for everybody to have by sharing altruism. Instead, we began greedily stockpiling what we have and creating a concept, a construct, that that was okay because we were more worthy in God's eyes. So those who were without are there because that's where they deserve to be. And we see all of the different permutations of that thinking going on. People talk about it in Dharma terms. Even at the soul of the heart of the faith that I hold most true to, Buddhism and living in the now, it started in India and Buddha, if you recall the story, some of you may have seen the cartoon. I saw the cartoon first, then I saw the the one that had Keanu Reeves in it, Keanu Reeves. Um, It started with him questioning, why is there suffering? Why do I deserve to have so much? And he refused to embrace that idea. He refused to embrace the idea that these other people were not worthy in God's eyes that they didn't deserve. But we justify our avarice by creating us and them thinking. You know what you say, Mara? The them and us mentality is them and us. 
Could you say that aloud again so everyone can get the, the effect of those words, Brian, please? The them and us mentality is very them in us, poisonous, veminous. Veminous. Did you? I wanted to be sure. It's venomous, yes. It is. Yes, but the V. V, yes. It's a play on words with them and us to veminous. And I love your plays on words. I really do. And yes, you're exactly right. It is. It's venomous. And it it keeps us from being our highest selves because we, you know, we classify some people as unworthy. And, and you know what? That doesn't mean that you have to to run up and spend every second with someone who's who's a bit different than you are that you don't feel comfortable with. That's okay. It's okay that you don't feel comfortable with them. But when you are with them, love others as you love love yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How would you want to be treated if you were that person who was different? And you know what's amazing is you see, you can see the the change in the environment, whether it's at work or it's out at play or it's at a party or it's just walking down the street with a smile on your face. You may be a little bit odd in your thinking and they may not want to spend a lot of time with you, but I'm going to tell you what, if you're smiling, they're going to smile back. I don't have to be enemies with anyone. And that creates, because being enemies means that I've created a judgment and daily I face the hidden judgments that I didn't know I had. I used to, um, before I became a public servant in a poor state that's very big, that shall go nameless. <laughs> But I will say it's the 55th largest economy in the world, <laughs> you know. But anyway, before I did that, I used to do a lot of training for people on harassment. And I would never do a training for someone who just wanted me to talk about sexual harassment. Because sexual harassment is really at the core of all prejudgments. We as human beings do them all the time. We have, our, we have certain colors we like. I organized my closet last night and realized I'm a little too heavy on the black. But I guess I like black, you know, and I don't think it's because of my size because uh, it's not, that's not the issue. I just like black. I like the way it looks on me. But I, maybe I should put a little color in there. But I have a prejudgment about that, a prejudice. And yet I would go to these training programs once they agreed that we were going to try to root out discrimination from their workplace completely, okay? And I would say to people, how many of you have prejudices? And how many people do you think would raise their hand? Nada, zero. Exactly. No one had, yeah, no one had any. Because we had been raised to say, oh, no, I'm not prejudiced about anyone. And then I would tell a little story on myself about when I realized 
that I had some prejudices. And in the recognition of that, the startling reality and how it hurt my heart and it hurt my soul to think that I really did have a prejudice even though my mom told me we didn't have prejudices in our family. That we thought black people were okay and they lived there and we lived here. I thought that wasn't prejudice thinking. Folks, we all have prejudices. And it's by knowing what they are that you stop the creation of enemies. Because enemies are created by action and words. But if you don't search your soul and say, who are my enemies, even your casual enemies, the people you just don't like. They, they, to use the word the other day, they rub you the wrong way. And at the end of those training programs, I think we all walked away a little wiser. And people walked away knowing they had prejudices. And if you're in the workplace and you have a prejudice and you don't know it, then you will find ways to discriminate because you will hold that group of people to a higher standard unwittingly. Subconsciously. So that's what we're talking about today. And um, Brian, I'd like to do, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to do a little meditation on this, and then we'll come back and talk some more about, and you'll talk some more about enemies, okay? Sure. And then we will do a, um, then I'm going to have Brian do a centering for us toward the end of the program, because I love how good I feel when we, we leave, having come together in one of Brian's centering exercises. And I really do encourage you all to listen on mon- on Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning, maybe Saturday and Sunday too? No? Yes. Yes, yeah. every day. Every day. Seven days, a week. Seven days a week, start your morning centering yourself with Brian. I can promise you, it will change the light in your day. All right, so let's do just a... The problem is these are always so long and you don't want them to be, but we've got a little bit of time today. So let's use Om Melancomps, M-O-K-U, and we'll try this. It's a new piece. It's about eight minutes. And I'm going to just lead us through a quick breather and then I'm going to give you an exercise that you can work on to deal with the enemies in your life. And so we're going to together take three deep breaths. And uh, please get into a comfortable position, whatever position you use for meditating. Start to bring in a breath. And as you bring in your breath, I'd like to remind you of the eternal truth. 
you are loved. And so as you pull that breath through your body, up your calves, up your thighs, crossing to come to your base chakra where your fear of not being loved with, erase that fear with this fresh, clean breath and say to yourself in your mind, And as thoughts come into your mind, just set them off to the side. So use your hand, putting them over on itself. Coming next to the sacral chakra. Bring fresh, clear energy and fearless breath as you're moving through your chakra. Fearless breath as you're coming through the healing zone of your solar plexus. Pulling the breath up to your heart, throw back your shoulder and lead with your heart with love. Pulling your breath to your voice chakra, release the negative energy that causes Pulling the energy forward, come to the zone of manifestation, the third eye, and with that fresh, bright, clear breath, release self-doubt and all are possible with you. Come now to your crown chakra and allow your breath to open up. Allow your breath to go beyond your body and infuse and merge with love with God. The energy of God around you. Now blow out your breath and as you do I want you to blow out and today instead of saying I have I am enough I want you to say, I have enough. Blowing out all the negative energy down, down, pushing it down into the earth from which it came. Let's take another deep breath, pulling the energy up, and I am loved. Going out, I have enough. Pulling another breath in, I am loved. And this time as you reach your crown chakra, please reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God beside you by whatever name you call God. And as you blow out saying, I have enough, reach out your second hand and take the hand of another listener's God beside you. So that we form a circle, human God, human God, that has room to grow as people listen in the archives. And it's a vibrant, dynamic, electric circle of love. And the exercise we're going to do is as a group. But individually, you can do this yourself. We are going to begin a process of sending love to our enemies. And in order to do that, each of us needs to feel the warmth and the joy, the electricity of being surrounded by God on both 
So we have a circle of love, and in the circle of love, we can see the soul energy. We are reduced to our purest. And now let us start close and simple. And think of the people that you don't like in your day. Your simple enemy. And I want you to invite those people to you. And one by one, I want you to embrace them with the love that you feel now. Surrounded by God. Accept their unique characteristics, what they bring to life, and appreciate that they have given you a moment of learning, a chance to see more in them than they are showing, to be love. One by one, invite them to join our circle of love. And as the circle grows, as our enemies sit down with us, know that this can be a lifestyle. This is who we are. Love. And let this circle grow. As we're sitting here today, keep your hand in the hand of God. Both hands. And know that you are inviting now. We're sending out an invitation for your enemies to join you in a circle of love. You are treating them as you would like to be treated if you were them. In the process of doing that, you are seeing in each one of them the beautiful kernel of love that God placed there, their soul, and the kernel of love. Breathing in through your nose. Forgive your enemy. Excuse me. There's no need to forgive because it isn't about forgiveness. It's about judgment. Accept your enemies. Blow out rejection. Everyone does not need to be like each of us in order to be. Breathing in, I am loved. Breathing out, I am enough. Breathing in, I am loved. And sending that love to my enemies, allowing them one by one to come before me and join my circle of love, our circle of love. and inviting into our lives the change that that love will make in each of us. Breathing in, I am loved. Breathing out, I am enough.
Breathing in, I am loved. Recognizing that our circle is becoming so huge. It is just growing, growing, growing. As we invite in people whom we don't agree with, but whom we love because we are all part of one. Let this giant circle of love power you today as you go forward. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank I don't know you. about the rest of these listeners, but I feel that everywhere. I'm sorry, Brian. Could you say what you just said again? I think your voice broke up. I said, Brian? thank you. That was a fantastic meditation. Oh, I didn't I don't know about the rest of it. I didn't mean for you. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very You're much. You're quite welcome. So, Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about enemies and the whole process of defining them and recognizing them and, and how, and we, internally, I think today it would be good if we talk about the internal process so that we can help people recognize in themselves, you know, what's going on and stop it before it goes to the place of enemies. Well, I think you actually spoke about it quite beautifully through this whole episode. And that is the one aspect that we use to create enemies is our judgment and our prejudices because we then form a them and us. And we say that they're unlike me, so they're different. And we start to say to ourselves that we like what we like and we don't like what we don't like. And anybody that does what we don't like, we don't like them because of their actions. And we start to look at all of life very shallowly because we don't look deeper down to the core of the truth of that one. The fact that we all indeed connected and we're all joined and instead we focus so severely on actions and actions can change behaviors can change and so we start looking at behaviors which are just simply expressions at the moment of what it is we're feeling about ourselves and we never choose to go deep down and recognize the beauty of who we truly are and when we start to recognize the beauty of who we truly are, we then also immediately begin to recognize the beauty that the other one that we were judging truly is. And then our judgments begin to fall away. But it's in our judgments that we hold that form of separation separate from us and them. And in holding ourselves separate from them, we make this enemy out of them. And when we simply choose to let go of our prejudices and our judgments and realize that the only reason that they have different ways of behaving is because they've been taught differently than we have. And we've all had, from the moment we were born, even before we were actually born, when you're in the mother's womb, you're taking in information. You can hear noises from the outside. You can pick up on vibration. 
we're learning from the moment of conception. And so every way that we turn out as human beings is just a learned response from those around us. But when we choose to go deeper on a deeper level and recognize the truth of who we are by the connection of that recognition, then our behaviors and attitudes change towards ourselves and towards one another. But when we are, and then when we do that, the golden rule, as stated, can not only be applied, but be experienced. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself, or treat others as you would care to be treated. And instead, when we're judging and warping our experience, we're actually twisting that whole concept. And we're turning it into do unto others before they do unto you. And instead of sharing, we start attacking because we feel like we're being attacked. But we're only being attacked because we have set them apart from us and say that anybody who acts differently than us is an enemy. And that's how simple, I'm talking very simple prejudices here. And we carry it to the color of skin, which is just just absolutely ridiculous. Because that person was born into that. That doesn't even speak of their behaviors. That's just an aspect of what they are. And we carry it to simply that, which has nothing to do with behaviors or actions. The person can be the most loving person in the world, but because of the color of their skin, we separate ourselves and call them the enemy, which is asinine and insane. And when we start to let these go and realize that there's more to each one than just the color of the skin, and there's more even than their behaviors, that we can start to love that one. And if someone is acting inappropriately because of their behaviors that they've been taught, only then can we be of an influential presence that can help bring about correction. And correction is simply showing someone what they're doing doesn't work and helping them to see what does work. And it doesn't require punishment or condemnation for someone's misbehavior. Because, again, that's all they've been taught. And it would be like a child. So let's take a child, for instance, who doesn't know things, and they need to be taught. So you try to teach them that 2 plus 2 equals 4. And somewhere along the way, they've either been taught or something is telling them that 2 plus 2 equals 5. And they continue to make this mistake. You don't condemn them and say, what's wrong with you, idiot? When you're teaching them, you just simply say, no, 2 plus 2 is 4. And you continue to make the same statement over again with love, without condemnation for being some sort of imbecile. And when we start to take on that attitude, only then can love be the effect of our actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I love the example of 2 plus 2. Uh, and when the child says two plus two is five, you know, there are people who do say you dummy and you idiot and you imbecile. And yet, if you simply take their fingers and you say, okay, show me two fingers, and they do, now show me two more, and they do, now count those. Ah. Two plus two is four. 
It's right there in their fingers. And yet somehow we've created a judgment that if you use your fingers, there's something wrong with you. Friends, God gave us fingers for lots of things. And isn't it wonderful? They help us count. I mean, we actually have 20 digits. There's nothing wrong. There's no sign of of lacking if you use your fingers. I mean, and yet there's a judgment there. And, and, And here we are. And, you know, in our society, in the American society, and I think the thing I like about the Internet is it's breaking down many preconceived ideas people have about other people who are in different cultures and different countries. Because the Internet is spreading around the world and these blog talk networks and, and blogging networks are spreading around the world. I have a site on Zanga. I'll be honest with you. I don't go there very much anymore. But starting in 2003, uh, 2002, I went there every day and made friends all over the planet. And as I did, I realized that I was just talking to someone just like me. No different. Just like me. And what a strong and and startling but wonderful realization that was. Because it helped me believe that someday these propaganda ideas about how the people in Russia or China or Singapore or England are will actually slip away. But in our country, for those of you who are listening in other countries, uh, when the United States was founded, part we embraced a concept called the Protestant work ethic. And that has created a real roadblock to our helping people who have less than. First of all, let's, let's clear it up. Everyone doesn't want to live in a mansion. Although someone last night at a party said they wanted to live in the mansion in the sky, and that's beautiful. And I promised them they would. Their destiny is there. But everyone doesn't want to live in a mansion. The rest of the world, or or at least the developed world in Europe, has gone past this kind of idea that your value comes from what you contribute. Therefore, they, there's fundamental things that are paid for for people that it, as a society people recognized what they were worthy. There was there is health care. Every human being deserves health care. There is there is the right to have your medications without worry. There is the right to have a place to live. The basic necessities of and, but because of the Protestant work ethic, we are embedded in the idea that people who are not economically able to provide those things are lacking. That they are, I've actually, because my heart goes out to homeless people, I've actually had people tell me I should not contribute to homeless causes because after all, that's many people like to live on the street. Okay. Do unto others as we would have them do unto 
you. Now let's all just go there for a moment. Do you want to raise your children in a car? Do you want your children to begin their daily absolutions, brushing their teeth, washing their faces, bathing their bodies in a gas station restroom? I think the answer is there in the silence that Brian and I allowed to exist. And yet that is a learned concept, the Protestant work ethic, and that is what is currently preventing us from us as a society, that thinking of worthiness, us and them, that is allowing us to allow our older, our aged population to make choices between food and drugs. To walk by with blank and blind eyes when people have no place to live. And are blessed if they remember to take the tent out of the garage when they left us and them thinking Is that love? Is that how love would act? Why are these people our enemies? We're treating them like our enemies. Because it would seem by nature you would want your enemy to die. A wretched death. whether it's in the workplace and you would like them to be fired. Justice Stevens, a very wise Supreme Court justice, when he was was on the, the bench there, said firing someone is the capital punishment of employment, of a job. Whether you would want them to no longer be in your neighborhood, and your wish comes true, they're in their car. Is that really, really what we want for people? And is that really, really how we're going to inspire people to be their highest selves? And we are going to, in fact, be our highest self. This isn't about politics. This is about love. And in our culture, the Protestant work ethic enables us to add to the conditions that Brian was talking about, to skin, to behavior, economic status. And we we are depriving people who do not have the means, fundamental life necessities in one of the greatest countries in the world. Is that loving Neil Donald Walsh suggests in his Conversation with God, book three book, that there's enough food for the world. Many of the things that we are allowing to cause deaths, 
do not need to exist because there is medicine available if it would be sold. We allow food to rot. We keep medicines in the laboratory because of the profit motive, which is directly related to the Protestant work ethic. It's a scary reality when you can buy your medicines in Canada at slightly only a few dollars more than your deductible is in the United States. The Protestant work ethic. Thank you. Brian, I Please. I just want to add this because it's coming to mind. And it's coming to my experience very recently. Is what we're at, what we're talking about here is having a shift in mind, a shift in our idea of what yes. life is and how life meant to be lived. And as Mara was mentioning at the beginning of the show about all the things that I'm doing and how much time I'm putting into office. And at the moment, I'm not making a single sense doing any of this stuff. And someone asked me the other day, because I do counsel some people who need help, and this woman I was counseling says, why are you doing this? And my simple response came very easily with no thought, was simply, because I can. And if if we all took the attitude of, if we have the means to help because we have the money or the love or whatever it is that we have and someone else doesn't have it, we are put in a position that we can help. And if we would simply choose to do it because we can, because that's the position we find ourselves in, then the whole mindset of the world would change and then the whole experience of caring for one another and loving one another because we can become our experience. Yeah. We can do a mind shift, my friends. We can with infinite altruism end the need in our minds to have enemies. It's okay for everybody to be enough. Life isn't a competition to get the biggest house and the fanciest car and all of the other things that so many of us think it was or thought it was. It's, it's, it's an opportunity to live in peace with yourself and then define the things you want and it still may be that if you, if you want to put the effort into it, you can still have a fancy house and fancy car, but my God, folks, we don't need to give up our soul. We do not have to be less than we are. We do not have to give up love to accomplish those things and have those things. We do not. And we will not we will not be threatened. We will not be threatened. We will be provided with if we do a mind shift. 
and care about all parts of the world, all parts of our country. We are ending the Antichrist period. We are moving into a new time. We have spent at least a thousand years anti-love. You are on the cusp of a new time. Be the best that you can be now in this moment, knowing that if it wasn't as all you wanted, if you have a moment where you throw the money changers out of the temple, that's okay. That doesn't change your character. And you can work Remove the money changers in a different way in the future. If you have a moment like Yogananda when you worry about having enough money to pay the bills, to run the Self-Realization Fellowship every month, that's okay. Because when the bills are paid, you know God will provide. We are enough. And it's time for us to reach out and link hands and arms with all people everywhere. Brian, we have burned up your meditation today. I'm so sorry. No need to apologize. This has been a fantastic show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to let you talk over our wonderful dancing song because... I also saw this thing with Oprah where they had the black IP on there and thousands of people started dancing together. Brian, I would love someday to be in a stadium with you and have us put this piece on together. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for coming, my friend. Brian, thank you for being here. Brian, I'm going to let you take us out for the last two minutes. Namaste, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for coming to the show. Thank you, Mara, for this wonderful show today. I always love the topics you come up with and how you speak so um, beautifully on each subject. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, all for coming and listening, and I hope that you're all getting something out of each one of these shows, because I know that both Mara and myself are. And each time we come forward in this way, uh, in the way that we can, that we get something out of it. You see, that's what life is about, in sharing which is why it said that it's better to give to receive. You actually receive the benefit of knowing that you are an influence in someone's life. And if we took a survey and asked everyone what it is truly that they want to experience in life before they die, and that would be to make an impact in a positive way in other people's lives. That's really, really what everybody wants. And we can all do that in some way when we take our focus away from ourselves and put it onto someone else and help in any way we can, whether that's going and serving at a food kitchen for the homeless or giving someone a hug that's feeling horrible that day or smiling at someone. Every time that we spread love, even if it's in the smallest, slightest way, its impact goes beyond what we actually recognize in this moment. 
And I tell you, each act of love, no matter how big or small, is equal in its effect throughout the world. So do it in whatever way you can, and that is enough. Namaste. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Mona. I love this song. Hello, Lai. Myself, hello, Lai. Yes, I love this song, too. Ryan, good luck with your program. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, listeners. See you all next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.